0: If there is anyone who could bring down the so-called Biden crime family, it's Eric Schwerin. The longtime Biden insider knows where all the money is buried and from whence it came. That may include the $31 million in Chinese riches that fattened the Biden bank accounts. In their bid to follow the money, congressional investigators have scored a major breakthrough by securing cooperation from Schwerin. That according to investigative reporter John Solomon, who is my guest on this edition of The Brief. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times best-selling author. This
1: is The Brief with Greg Jarrett.
0: New report, the government is warning of a known safety threat that poisons thousands of Americans every year and worse. Craig didn't know his wife and kids were going to die that night. Craig tried to do the right thing during Hurricane Ida. He bought a gas generator and fired it up. But during the night, deadly carbon monoxide seeped out of the gas generator and into Craig's home. It poisoned his wife and two children in their sleep say fire officials. The sad part is Greg isn't alone. What's even worse, Craig's tragedy did not have to happen at all, thanks to a new generation of portable, safe, silent, and 100% fume-free generators that is now available to all Americans, even those who think they might not be able to afford it. The Patriot Power Generator is a solar generator that doesn't use gas. So it doesn't have fumes, and instead of being loud, it's quiet as a laptop. Plus, it's so lightweight you can take it with you, even use it inside. And it's powerful enough for your phones, medical devices, even your fridge. And right now, you can go to 4 and use code GREG to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store including the Patriot Power Generator. Just go to 4Patriots.com and use code GREG to get 10% off. That's 4Patriots.com. Use code GREG to get yours today. Joe Biden must have broken out in a cold sweat when news broke that his son, Hunter Biden's close business associate, Eric Schwerin, is poised to spill the beans to the House Oversight Committee. Gaining his assistance could blow a big hole in the brick wall that the Bidens erected to cover up their suspected overseas influence peddling schemes. So who is Eric Schwerin? Well, he's the guy who kept the books. You might say he's the equivalent of Al Capone's accountant. However, there is no suggestion that Schwerin engaged in any wrongdoing himself. This may help explain his sudden decision, to cooperate. According to an interim report by the Oversight Committee, Hunter's laptop documents verify that Schwerin helped handle Joe Biden's finances and tax filings. He had access to the father's bank accounts and was able to transfer money between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. In other words, they commingled their finances. The report notes that father and son shared bank accounts and possibly profits. Schwerin was also present for key business meetings attended by Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and foreign nationals. Schwerin wrote the infamous memo about the Veep's lucrative, quote, future earnings potential, end of quote, just 18 months into his eight years of the Obama administration. Hunter and his crony Devin Archer, a convicted fraudster, saw to it that it happened. Truckloads of currency secretly poured into the Biden coffers from foreign entities with direct ties to their governments, America's adversaries. How much cash? It's estimated that Russians shelled out forty million dollars. China lavished more than thirty million, and Ukraine brought up the rear with $11 million. Factor in Romania, Kazakhstan, and several other nations, and the Bidens netted more than a staggering $100 million. Not a bad haul for allegedly selling out your country. Best-selling author Peter Schweitzer wrote, the Bidens' father and son apparently followed a business model offering access to the highest levels of power in Washington in exchange for big-money international deals while the elder Biden was vice president. Those shady deals were so lucrative, U.S. banks flagged a stunning 150 suspicious activities reports with a financial crimes unit at the Treasury Department reflecting tens of millions of dollars paid in suspected illegal transactions. When Biden became president, those reports were buried in a deep fault under lock and key. Congress now wants them, but Joe's treasury won't budge. It is yet another ugly component of the Biden cover-up. Beyond Russia and Ukrainian payola, Beijing's covert commercial relationship with the Bidens offered the biggest financial windfall of all. Three different Biden-China deals involved associates with close ties to the spy agencies, the intelligence apparatus run by the Chinese Communist Party. Access to the elder Biden and promises of future influence were reportedly pledged. It was a corrupt match made in heaven. But Hunter's abandoned laptop and the trove of incriminating evidence contained therein unraveled the hidden schemes and exposed the high-level communications and clandestine meetings in Beijing and Hong Kong. Schwerin helped set up those meetings. And when one Biden partner cautioned about maintaining absolute secrecy, Schwerin replied, what happens in Hong Kong stays in Hong Kong. And so it did. Except no one counted on a drug-addled hunter forgetting all about his laptop at a Delaware repair shop. The notorious device appears to implicate the father as complicit in his son's illicit enterprises. Emails and text messages show Joe's intimate involvement in in Hunter's sleazy deals and how he stood to profit from them. In one smoking gun communication, Hunter would hold 10% of the equity for, quote-unquote, the big guy in a major Chinese energy deal with a company called CEFC. Hunter's partner, Tony Bobulinski, who says he met personally with Joe Biden to talk about his role, identified him as the big guy. Later, Bobolensky received an urgent message: quote, "Don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face to face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid." End of quote. Well, of course they were paranoid. The Bidens didn't want to get caught. To this day, President Biden continues to deny any knowledge of his son's overseas business schemes. It's a brazen lie, demonstrably so, because volumes of documents, including photographs and email communications, contradict Joe's claim. And so do visitor records showing that Biden met often with his son's partners during the Obama administration. One of them logged 19 separate visits to the White House. Joe Biden misled the American public. With dishonest statements about his involvement, he continues to be untruthful. Not long ago, a Biden flax stated that the president's connection to his son's activities was long ago debunked. Really? By whom? If that's true, then why did Hunter's foreign clients send emails thanking him for arranging meetings with his dad? The record shows that Joe was an active participant and benefited handsomely in what may be the largest influence-peddling operations in history. It's a crime to exploit or abuse your position of power in public office for financial profit. And so the Oversight Committee is well within its constitutional jurisdiction to investigate. Equally important is its duty to discover whether the president of the United States has jeopardized American interests and is, for example, now beholden to the communist Chinese government. Is that why President Biden has been so soft on China? Columnist Michael Goodwin suspects that Biden's hands are tied when it comes to any provocation by Beijing, quote, His response to the spy balloon suggests he was pulling his punches, wrote Goodwin. Senator Rick Scott of Florida recently remarked that the president shows nothing but weak appeasement toward Beijing. Quote, all that Biden does is pacify China. I don't know if he's compromised, but Scott suspects he is. Oversight Chairman James Comer is also convinced that the president is indeed compromised. Quote, Hunter and members of the Biden family have peddled access to the highest levels of government to enrich themselves. This is an ethics nightmare and a national security threat, said the chairman. When the news that a key Biden partner will cooperate with his committee's probe, Comer told reporter John Solomon, I think that Schwerin, is going to be a very valuable witness for us in the investigation. And in fact, it may be a breakthrough that will open the door to other witnesses coming forward. But don't count on Hunter Biden being one of those witnesses. His newly constituted team of hotshot lawyers is doing everything they can to block the congressional investigation by refusing to produce relevant documents voluntarily. The committee may now have no choice but to invoke its subpoena power. If Hunter continues to resist, the House could and should vote to hold him in criminal contempt. Would his father's Department of Justice prosecute? Attorney General Merrick Garland would be hard-pressed to explain why he would not, given that he prosecuted former Trump advisor Steve Bannon for ignoring a congressional subpoena issued by House Democrats. It's abundantly clear that Garland and the FBI have been running interference for the Bidens. How else do you explain an investigation into the president's son that has now entered its fifth year with no criminal charges being filed despite a plethora of damning evidence involving self-enrichment, influence peddling, money laundering, fraud, foreign lobbying violations, and other corrupt acts. How else do you explain the FBI's documented efforts to pressure social media giants like Twitter to censor and suppress the laptop story just weeks before the 2020 presidential election? It was all part of the protection racket designed to cover up for the Biden crime family. Joining me now to talk about it is John Solomon, an award-winning investigative journalist, author, and chief executive officer and editor-in-chief of Just the News, a terrific website. Everybody should go there to get the latest news. And, of course, John broke, as I mentioned, the story that the Oversight Committee's investigative team has secured Eric Schwerin's initial cooperation, a breakthrough in uncovering Uh, the suspected Biden family, money-making ventures, China, Russia, Ukraine. John, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, You know, you've described Eric Schwerin as key to investigators and a transformative witness.
1: Explain why. Well, he is the intersection on many of the business-related decisions between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, and uh, you see this in the laptop emails, you see it in some of the emails that were made public in prior court cases. Uh, Schwerin is somebody who worked on Joe Biden's taxes in 2010 and uh, suggested that President Biden owed his son Hunter Biden money, so they were going to defer or transfer one of the Delaware tax rebates that uh, President uh, Biden was getting to his son to pay him back for some bills. That's in an email you see in summer 2010. Schwerin's a guy that has several conversations with Joe Biden where uh, they're talking about bills that Hunter Biden had paid. And so you see an itemization in an email where Hunter Biden was providing financial benefit to his father and then seeking some reimbursement. He's also somebody who talked to Joe Biden about his earnings potential. And as early as 2010, when Joe Biden was really just a year into his vice presidency under Barack Obama, he was already thinking about how can I make some money on the side? What is my earnings potential? Schwerin memorializes that conversation in an exchange with Hunter Biden. And then as uh, the Hunter Biden saga gets bigger and we go to China and Russia and Ukraine, he's involved in a lot of business deals. He is directly involved In the early discussions between the Biden family and the Chinese energy firm CEFC, that's a firm that uh, has faced a lot of questions. Even in China, the owner has faced questions of corruption. One of its American business partners was convicted of bribery here in the United States. He was dealing with Hunter Biden. Schwerin was involved in the early uh, relationship in the in the uh, merging of the CEFC interests with Hunter Biden, and mo- perhaps most importantly to the tax case that Hunter Biden now acknowledges, Schwerin is the guy that repeatedly tells Hunter Biden, "Hey, you haven't paid taxes on that money you made in Ukraine from the Breesma Energy Company. We got to make good on that. We got to pay up on that. We've got you. You didn't declare some of the income." So he is intersected at most of the issues that Congress and James Comer wants to uh, pursue and understand the truth about. You know, and also in another one of your articles on just the
0: news, you talk about Schwerin's emails and how he details efforts by Hunter Biden to monitor his father's official speeches, looking for business opportunities derived from, you know, what his dad's talking about. And and one such opportunity targeted a Russian oligarch.
1: That's what was right. that about? Yeah. So you see this time and again. In fact, uh, right around the time that Hunter Biden is getting The job at Breesman 2014, uh, they're watching one of the vice president's speeches in Ukraine and taking credit for some of the lines. Let the Ukrainians know we got that line about natural gas in that speech, uh, in Joe Biden's speech. All throughout the emails, you see this uh, targeting of Joe Biden's official actions in Uh, and then trying to turn them into business. So in 2011, uh, the vice president is giving a speech in Russia. This is before US Russian relations turned sour with the 2014 invasion, Russian invasion of Ukraine, the earlier invasion of Ukraine. And, uh, the vice president is talking about how it's important for American businesses to get into the Russian market and create opportunities for both sides. And he mentions the American. Uh, aluminum company called Alco. We've all seen Alco uh, uh, commercials over the years. Right. And, uh, the Schwerin notes to Hunter Biden, hey, the VP. At, uh, 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 sorry, the uh, CEO of Alcoa was at the president's speech in Russia. And from that little notification, Hunter Biden begins a process of pitching Alcoa to hire him for $80,000 to dig up dirt on a Russian oligarch who's their competitor in the market. If Alcoa was going to go into the Russian market, they were going to compete against one of the most famous uh, Russian oligarchs, a boogeyman for the Democrats. His name is Oleg Deripaska. And so essentially Hunter Biden, after realizing that the Alcoa, CEO was at his father's speech in Russia. He pitches the Alcoa company, pay me $80,000. I'll dig up dirt on Oleg Deripaska and you can hope that'll help you get into the marketplace in Russia. You see this time and time again uh, where Hunter Biden is looking at what his dad is doing and trying to cash in. And there's this really candid moment. In 2015, when the Chinese are now approaching Hunter Biden for about the third time, this is the CEFC energy approach, and Hunter Biden writes to one of his associates, hey, these guys, these Chinese oligarchs, like the Russian and and, uh, Ukrainian oligarchs he dealt with previously, they're not interested in my skills they're interested in my last name. He understood he was trading on the last name of his father and his father's business portfolio to make money. It becomes really clear when you read these emails.
0: Is it possible that some of the information that Hunter Biden was providing to China, Ukraine, Russia, uh, and even Alcoa um, was based on classified information That Hunter Biden got his hands on that were stored either uh, at his father's, you know, office, University of Pennsylvania uh, or, you know, other locations, even his home where Hunter Biden spent a lot of time.
1: So, yeah, of course, it's always possible. And that's certainly one of the questions that Congress wants to answer, particularly in light of the fact that there have been these five discoveries of classified documents in various places where Joe Biden worked. Through the emails that I've looked at, there was some early speculation about one email. I found an open source briefing that the uh, Obama administration gave that pretty much matches what Hunter Biden was writing or his business partners were writing at the time. I haven't found any direct evidence as of yet of something that looks highly classified or could have come from a classified derived document. But certainly that is one of the questions that the... Um, Committees looking at the New York Post and some other people have raised some questions about one of the emails that Hunter Biden's writing about involving Ukraine. But I was able to find an open source document. It looks like they just grabbed something from the open source uh, right. files of the State Department and USAID. So on that one, I'm not so sure there was anything classified. But that is one of the fundamental questions, the fact that Hunter Biden had access to the House, mm-hmm. where uh, some of these classified documents were stored, clearly raises a, a, an important question. We'll see where Congress gets with that.
0: You know, the other thing that's incredibly suspicious, and I, you know, I think that uh, the Oversight Committee needs to look at is, Why in all of these communications, many of them found on Hunter Biden's laptop, they're referring to Joe's participation in code names, Celtic and the big guy. Um, You know, if you're trying to hide somebody's involvement,
1: I mean, that's how you do it. Right. You use code names. Oh, that's such an astute observation. All throughout this, there is a reluctance. Schwerin is one of the few people that ever refers to Joe Biden as his dad or the vice president. Uh, So he's one of the few people that isn't as coded. But all throughout there, all the business partners, there was a written rule, according to some of the business partners that we interviewed, that you just didn't mention Joe Biden directly. Use a code name, or don't refer to him and only refer to him when we're in person meeting. So there was a sensitivity because everybody understood what it was that Hunter Biden was doing. There is a um, declaration filed in a, a civil case later by one of Hunter Biden's business partners that said, listen, we all knew what Hunter Biden was doing. He was engaged in influence peddling, and we just had to simply be careful not to mention too prominently the bait that uh, Hunter Biden was using, which was his father, the vice president and eventual president. So that code word is clearly, the code word use that you see all throughout the emails, clearly a sign that the people around Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden himself knew that what they were doing would potentially be embarrassing, if not illegal or unethical. And so they're trying to dance around it with those code words.
0: You know, I think what's so disturbing and, and Peter Schweitzer, to his credit, in his book Red Handed, uh, explains it in detail is how with respect to the Chinese business deals, they were, Hunter Biden was dealing with people who had direct ties to the uh, spy apparatus, uh, you know, run by the Chinese Communist Party. And mm. and Schweitzer makes the point <laughs> If during the Cold War, Ronald Reagan or Jimmy Carter's family members took money from Soviet businesses with ties to the KGB, imagine the outrage. And yet, you know, the
1: media just sort of ignores it or dismisses it the protection racket of the Biden family just continues inside the mainstream media. There's some rare examples. Uh, obviously, CBS broke the recent classified documents, so mainstream media got involved that. The Washington Post and, and uh, some other news uh, outlets two and a half years after the laptop was validated by the rest of us has now acknowledged in, in retrospect that it was not Russian disinformation. There's authentic communications on there. But you're exactly right. In when you look at some of the things that we know Hunter Biden's business partners were involved in, let's just take Patrick Ho. Patrick Co. is one of the American-based officials for the Chinese firm CEFC. That's a firm that ingratiates itself with the Biden family by giving Hunter Biden a very expensive, I think it was a three-carat diamond. We don't get three-carat diamonds as gifts very often in life. Um, and um, he, they also gave him a $5 million interest-free forgivable loan, which gets forgiven and puts free cash into the pockets of the Biden family. Patrick Coe is deeply involved in those early conversations, setting up Hunter Biden and Joe, uh, the Biden family with this opportunity in the shadows of Joe Biden's China foreign policy portfolio he had as vice president. Patrick Coe is arrested in 2017, right after Joe Biden leaves office, and he's charged with making bribe payments all around the world. So the man that's helping facilitate money to flow to the Biden family is charged with making bribery payments, violating Uh, federal law uh, to bribe China's way into countries like Africa. There's also uh, revelations in that court file that he was trying to help Iran evade the sanctions. At some point, uh, Hunter Biden refers to one of the people in the Chinese business deal as the China spy chief. Now, that was an exaggeration. He really wasn't. But it showed that Hunter Biden knew the people he was dealing with had some unsavory ties to the Communist Party. And you're right. The news media has stuck their head in the sand. We're going to have another story this week looking at Patrick Ho and what we gleaned from the court files. But there is a lot of re- alarm about who Hunter Biden had in his inner circle orbit and the unsavory ties that we now know, it's why people like Ron Johnson and, and Chuck Grassley and, and uh, now James Comer saying the Biden family was over a barrel. They were compromised by the, the sordid uh, ties of the people they were accepting money from.
0: All right. So Eric Schwerin has, uh, according to the chairman of the Oversight Committee, agreed to cooperate. What about Devin Archer? Now, this was a very close business partner to Hunter Biden. Uh, Devin Archer was convicted of fraud in a different case, sentenced to a year in prison.
1: What about Devin Archer's cooperation? Any word on that? He isn't another essential figure. He's the guy that sets up the Brisma deal. He meets with Joe Biden around the time that the the Brisma deal is done. Uh, Remember, I told you earlier in the conversation about Hunter Biden bragging or telling Burisma, hey, we got these lines about natural gas in Ukraine in my dad's speech. Devin Archer is involved in that email exchange. To date, he's not uh, been considered a cooperating witness with the committee, but he's someone that's on their radar. One of the most interesting things that's going on behind the scenes, according to my reporting, is that the Comer Committee is trying to get the all the email documents that were seized from Devin Archer back in 15 and 16 when he was charged with defrauding a uh, Indian tribe uh, through one of the firms that he and Hunter Biden operated together. Uh, Somehow Hunter Biden stays out of that criminal case. But there is a body of evidence, millions of pages of documents, certainly hundreds of thousands of pages of documents that the government collected from Hunter Biden and from Devin Archer. They're contemporaneous. They may not have been on the laptop that was eventually, ele- eventually turned over to the FBI. There is an effort to get those mass exhibits that the United States government has and get them into Congress's hands, which could open up some real new lines of inquiry. We, One of those documents I was able to get a hold of a couple of years ago. It is a bank record of all the transactions that went through one of the Hunter Biden-Devin Archer uh, uh, accounts. It was at uh, Merrill Lynch. Or no, I'm sorry, J.P. Morgan, and and there, you Hunter Biden was saying, "Oh, I was only making twenty grand a month uh, from Burisma. We saw that it was eighty seven thousand dollars a month that he and Devin Archer were. So, it fact checked and proved that some of the things that Hunter Biden was saying were being minimized. They weren't truthful. We're continuing, uh, the Congress is now trying to get the rest of the documents that the government had in their possession. I think that's going to be a goldmine this uh, spring and summer when the Congress gets its hands on those documents.
0: Last question for my guest, John Sullivan. Um, You know, Jonathan Turley, professor at George Washington University, has written a lot of columns about this. And he recently testified Uh, before Congress about uh, the FBI's uh, influence scheme to kill the laptop story. Professor Turley says Hunter Biden and his family appear to have run one of the largest influence peddling operations in history. And I, you know, I think the professor is right. Uh, The breadth and the amount of money that Hunter Biden and, you know, Joe Biden's brother's
1: made is really breathtaking isn't it it is and it was uh incessant. It was relentless in its pursuit of money. One day it's Romania. Another day it's Kazakhstan. Another day it's Russia. Another day it's uh, Ukraine. Another day it's China. China three or four times. Some of the things that Hunter Biden did not only helped enrich him and his family, it put our national security at great risk. Let's just take one example that's well-documented. Seamus Brunner and I documented it in a series of stories two years ago. There was an auto parts manufacturer in Michigan called Henegis. It was a Blue Blood, American company that made auto parts, but it also made super sensitive technology for fighter jet windshields so they didn't vibrate and they could endure high rate speeds. It was an advantage that the United States had with this company. Hunter Biden facilitates the transfer of that company to the Chinese communist government, to a a company that uh, the United States has repeatedly flagged as potentially having connections to intelligence spying and military advancement of China. Hunter Biden just facilitates that uh, at one point. Another time, there's an oligarch, and they're trying to help her open up a bank account because she's been banned from opening up bank accounts in the United States. They score her a bank account, and you see the insidiousness of them. They know that this woman has... Uh, questionable ties, and the U.S. government looks at her dubiously. And they're like, "Listen, whatever we got to do, including sleeping with her, let's get it done. Let's get her that account." Their pursuit of money knew no limits; it knew no bounds; it knew no geographic bounds; it knew no national security bounds. And I think when when Jonathan Turley writes, he captures the essence of this. This was a machine that looked anywhere, including the most dubious places—China, Ukraine, Russia—to open up some form of cash. For a vice president who, by his own emails and conversations with Eric Schwerin, was interested in learning his earnings potential. This vice president spent a decade trying to figure out how he could get rich while remaining in government. And everything Hunter Biden does sort of is in the shadows of that 2010 request.
0: And you know Joe Biden's blanket denial that his son did nothing wrong and that he, Joe Biden, knew absolutely nothing about his son's business activities overseas, never talked to him about it, uh, is belied mm-hmm. by a myriad of documents and and seems utterly ludicrous. Um, yeah, John John Solomon. Award-winning investigative journalist broke the story about uh, Eric Schwerin's cooperation with the Oversight Committee. John, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us on The Brief. Much appreciated. Great honor to be with you, Greg. All right. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.